It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Just a short drive into Georgia, away from Auburn, Opelika, the Lee County area. And they offer the best prices around for any kind of alcoholic beverage or mixer or spirit Whatever it may be, Frisky Whiskey has you covered. 10,000 square feet of incredible selection. Be sure to head over to Frisky Whiskey as you get ready for your tailgates for this upcoming season. Today's special guest, the one and only Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network. How are you, my friend? Zach, I'm fantastic. I feel, though, like I should be uh, on a treadmill pushing buttons because normally when I hear the music, when I hear the intro that's what I'm doing. I'm on the treadmill. It's it's first thing in the morning, and so it's like Pavlov's dog. I feel like I should start sweating here. A Does your bit. heart rate just go up a bunch? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll listen to this one while you're working out? Absolutely not. No, I was just <laughs> going to say, i got to find something else to listen to tomorrow morning now in, in, instead. Sure, sure. No, there's plenty of good stuff out there, man. Uh, so you, uh, you guys are getting ready for the upcoming uh, football season in y'all's own way, and we'll talk about fall camp in just a moment, but the radio nerd, the broadcast geek inside of me, and I think people will find this interesting listening, I, I hope. Um, it, what are you guys doing right now, you and Andy and, and the folks with the Auburn Sports Network? Andy has spotting boards and he's already, you know, spotting the he's he's putting in the slots and putting in the names in the depth charts and things like that. And those may change, but he's he's doing his best and putting in stats from last year and, and things like that. I am on the uh, more of sort of the, the technical operation side of it. That's so the stuff our, I love. Yeah. When our sales team goes out and say, you know, client A has four commercials throughout the broadcast, then I go and place those commercials. And I'm actually, I'm in the process of doing that now for all 12 of the, of the regular season games. So that's the, the radio nerd portion of, and then you got to go get them, right? It's one thing to sell them. And then you got to actually get the commercial, get the MP3, get the WAV file and put it into the system. And so that's what we're doing right now, and we're hoping we're not waiting to the 11th hour for 75% of them. Do you prefer to get it in MP3 or a wave? I prefer to get it as a wave. Do you uh, really? But I save it as an MP3. Okay, got it. Got it. Cool. Uh, so as far as um, how you guys follow camp, is that any different than the way we follow fall camp? I mean, you guys need to know who's starting at what position and what certain roles are going to be and all of that, so you guys can talk about the game how are you guys following what Brian Harson's team is doing? I think really pretty similarly, because right now we're all interested in the same information. Um, who, who's standing? We're all interested in what the coaches are saying. We're all interested in what the players are saying. It's compelling for us for the exact same reasons. We're, you know, all of us at work on the radio network, we're just, we're just fans too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we, we try to do a good job of explaining what's happening and bringing the game to people in an entertaining way. And at the heart, we know we're talking to like 98% Auburn fans. Right. And, and that's what we are too. So right now it's the fan perspective and we'll start to hone in on 
who's going to start and who's going to play and what should we expect out of these guys. And, but right now I think we're pretty much taking in the information just like everybody else is. So what's some of the, the bits of information that have stood out to you so far? What are some of these storylines that you're looking at and has been kind of either intrigued by or saying, Hey, that's important that Harson just said this, or Mike Bobo said this about Bo Nix. What are some of those things that you've kind of grabbed onto and held onto for a little bit longer than some of these other things? I would like to know the word count on the word work. Um, how many times the players, uh, not necessarily the coaches, but I would be interested to know how many more times the players have used the word work in this fall camp than, than they have in previous years because, boy, that really seems to be the mentality. What about, no, uh, what about compete? Compete's up there too. Yeah, compete. Is, and, and that comes straight from the head coach, right? Because yeah. we hear about what a competitor he is. And uh, I guess uh, at one of his recent media availabilities, he talked about going to the position group or, or the side of the ball that's had the better day because he just mm-hmm. wants to be around the winners. And that's the kind of thing that trickles down and impacts everybody else. And it, it's just seemed to me to be a lot heartier discussion from the players. I also love something Tank said in his media availability over the weekend um, when he was asked about all the praise and the preseason hype. And he said, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but I'd, I'd really just rather get on the field mm-hmm. and do work on the field. Yeah, that, that's who Tank that can, is. Yeah, sometimes that can sound cliche and sort of player speak, but I, I think that's really Tank. I mean, I think he'd just yeah. rather be out there running over guys and, and through dudes. I don't think we appreciate enough. It happened when he was a freshman and when, you know, we got his commitment and all that. But I don't think we really like stop and appreciate enough that not only do we have a dude whose name is Tank Bixby, but he happens to be a really good running back. I don't think we appreciate that enough. No, it it does fit, doesn't it? I mean, we had we had Cadillac and and then we sort of tried to shoehorn uh, Ronnie with the Hummer. Um, but you know, yeah, when, when the guy comes out with the name tank, it fit, it, it's just a perfect marriage. I don't remember us trying to call Ronnie the Hummer. Yes. That was a thing. That was the thing in 2004. Yeah. The Cadillac and the Hummer. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. That's real. He's not a Hummer. I know. <laughs> He's like a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He could be, he could be like a, uh, an all kind of sport utility vehicle he could yeah do it all. Like, like a super practical car like a sorrento <laughs> sure <laughs> that's uh, right yeah no, that's not sexy at all but that's okay that's okay um okay so what are you expecting from bo Nix this year in regards to one development two how he's going to be used is that going to look different and uh i mean i guess just from a leadership standpoint is he going to be able to kind of put this offense behind him or is it going to be more about tank is it going to be more about you know maybe somebody uh up front what do you think about that i think all those and i think that's the way that you want it to be no offense should be about one guy and i understand that you know the nfl is a quarterback league and college football increasingly is becoming a quarterback league and you got to have a run you have to run the ball and you have to stop the run to win championships i get all of that but all of that is, is about 11 guys on the field. Because if your offensive line isn't sound, you're not going to run the ball or throw the ball consistently. And if your running game isn't sound, you're not going to go out and pass the ball 50 times a game and have the consistent success that you want to have. And vice versa, if you can't do anything at all in the passing game, they'll just stack the box and, and they'll, they'll slow down the run. You'll be one-dimensional either way. So 
Uh, with all that said, now that the political answer is, is out of the way, <laughs> I, I really like, first of all, Bo has been in the quarterback headspace virtually all of his life. Right. And if you go back to his senior year of high school, right, so he comes in as a freshman and a new offense has to be installed. Sophomore, new offensive coordinator and some tweaks to the offense. I don't know how different, you know, maybe not a huge difference, but a few tweaks here and there. Now he's got to learn a new one. It's the fourth different offense that he is charged with commanding in the last four years. If you go back to his high school days, I don't think that affects him because I think he's a heady. I think he's a football student Mm -hmm. and I think he's pretty football savvy. So that part, I don't think is a, is a hindrance. I think there's a little more emphasis on the downhill straightforward running game I think people have talked about when we when Auburn goes under center, giving Tank an extra half step to hit the hole or to determine if he needs to bounce it outside. And so many of his runs last year, the middle was clogged and his vision sent him to the outside where he can get one-on-one matchups as opposed to three guys in the middle trying to get a hand on him and tackle him. And I think all of that then opens up the play-action passing game, throwing the ball to the doggone tight end and, you know, just some of these more traditional balanced looks in pro sets offensively that I I think will play well to what Bo does. Brad Law joining us on today's Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our new friends at Sweat Block. They, uh, they've got this really cool product. It has been created by a doctor. It is doctor recommended and it works uh, up to seven days per use. They have a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. No questions um, no questions asked. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews. And um, you, you can wear what you want to wear, and it can be your little secret to confidence. It's like a wipe, and you use it once, and it helps you, uh, helps you sweat less over the next week or so. So be sure to check that out at sweat block just search sweat block uh it's also available at um at cvs but you can get 20 percent off at sweatblock.com by using promo code locked on or of course at cvs or amazon that is sweatblock.com it's kubota orange day shop the years of best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Brad Law joining us on today's show. So you mentioned the new offense, Brad. And, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk about that, but there's two things I want to touch on real quick. Mm -hmm. First one, and and you said the buzzword, downhill. I hate how often we're saying that. (laughs) Every time a a team wants to run the ball, of course they want to run downhill. Just because you say you're going to run the ball downhill doesn't mean you're going to be like a downhill running team. There's so much more that goes into it than that. And also... I know it's been the cool thing to do this offseason is to like the hate on the last eight years, but the previous coaching staff, yeah, they had very little issue running the football. 
So right. like, let's, uh, you know, I think proper perspective is, is there. Now, is it going to be a different style? Is it going to be more of a one cut thing than a zone? Yeah. Probably, probably so. Yeah. So the, the style is going to be different, but Auburn's been able to run the ball for like yeah. as long as I've been alive. No, this isn't 1999 when Tommy Tuberville comes in after a couple of years of, of not having capable running backs and a capable running game. I do think in this instance, when you're talking about downhill running game, you're talking about the physicality between uh, or among the center and the two guards to create space in the middle, mm-hmm. running straight forward as opposed to, from a scheme standpoint, jet sweeps and trying to run east and west. Right. That's right. your downhill, more north-south type running style, and then you leave the receivers and maybe tight ends moving into the flats and, and things like that for your passing game, uh, swing passes and, and things like that to the running backs. Um I agree with you. I also agree. I think it's an outstanding point that this coaching change and this new regime is coming in off the heels of, of a coaching staff that while they didn't get the kind of, they didn't get the number of championships that they wanted that anybody mm-hmm. wanted the coaching staff included, by the way, they didn't leave the the cupboard bare. Right. There's, there's talent on this team and there's a history. This, this, this team last year, is what a couple of throws in the South Carolina game away from being seven and three and those three losses coming to three teams that finished in the top 10. Brad, I, Not, Brad, I, I talked to somebody today pointed out if you, if we ran the ball against South Carolina and then yeah. we held on to that 14 point lead against Texas A&M, Auburn's yeah. eight and two last year. That's the thing. And, and yeah, and, and the A&M game is another great example. Auburn's going down the field to score, to take a, a two-score, maybe more lead late in the third quarter of that game. And, and the dynamic of it completely changes. Now, ifs and buts are candy and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. I understand those things didn't happen. Right. There was a coaching change. But this but isn't a bad football it, team is what we're no, saying. No. Yeah, the foundation, it's not desolate. It's not a barren wasteland. There's plenty to work with, and there's plenty of reasons to be excited about what this team can do this year. I thought it was a, a gross just uh, overlooking of this team that they weren't in the preseason coaches top 25. Agreed. Agreed. Not that that matters, but I, I and, and I would that. I would be more okay with Auburn not being in the coaches top 25, but they put Ole Miss in there. And this yeah. Ole Miss team is not better than Auburn. It's just no. not. And like LSU's in the teens, it's like, what are you looking at? What am I missing with some of these teams? Yeah, I thought A&M at six even was was high. And look, maybe the answer to this is yes, and I'm just ignorant to it. That's I'll give you that. Maybe that's possible. But has, has Jimbo recruited and performed so well at Texas A&M that he's earned that kind of respect that when he loses all that he loses off of that team last year, he still is number six? To start the year, I mean they're recruiting I well. I mean, sure, I don't think you can question that. But sometimes, like they've got these really you know talented players, and it's like I don't think you're using those guys correctly. Yeah, yeah, and and well, anyway, that top twenty five discussion is a whole another yeah. discussion. No, for is sure. You think is that where you think they'll finish the year? Is that where you think they're they are right now? Right. How do you make that determination? What happens if Auburn beats Penn State? I think Auburn plays six teams in the top 25. I think that's how that the schedule works out. Um the Ole Miss win at 25 bothers me. And yeah. then just this assumption that Penn State is just so much better. I know Phil Steele had Penn State as like the most improved team in college football. 
And maybe that's true. I don't know. But still, like, and, Sean Clifford's your guy? That's just odd to me. And that's your thing. I, I don't know, and neither does Phil. And I love Phil. Phil does a great job. He's great, yeah. No, nobody knows. At the top five of your top 25, you've got the ones that pretty much everybody feels good about, the foundation that they have under them at the beginning of the year, and a, a history of success, not just last year, but but several years in a row. Mm-hmm. All right. Not a whole lot of people going to argue with the top five. 21 through 25, I think, are just the trendy ones. People like, you know, people are giving them a little love here in the offseason because it's it's trendy to like what Lane's doing at, at Ole Miss and to think the offense can score 70 points uh, a game. Okay, we'll see. It's trendy to like Coastal Carolina. They're talented. They, they did fine last year, but, you know, it's trendy. Where do we throw them? Throw them at 24, 23, somewhere in there. It'll be fine. But it's the coaches doing it. This is the coach's well, hole. Yeah, but it's not really. Yeah, the it's coach, the SIBs. You know. Gotcha. Clark, Clark Lee at Vanderbilt's not filling out a top 25 for, for college football, I don't think. That's that's somebody else in the office. I wonder if the coaches, Paul, I wonder if USA Today even like considers Clark Lee a head coach. <laughs> Sorry. It's a good question. I really he don't like that coach. guy, and there's no reason for it. There's no reason for me to feel the way I do about Clark Lee. <laughs> there's a lot of animosity there that I'm picking up on. For um, sure. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why. But that's Here's on me. my question. I'd like to know how they determine who gets a vote. Why does Clark Lee get a vote? Nothing again. I don't have any personal animosity against Clark Lee. Why does the first-year head coach at Vanderbilt get a vote? Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Pity? I have no idea. I don't know. There it is again, Brad. It just comes out. I don't know why I don't like yeah, the guy. I don't know. You don't I don't hide know. it very well. Hey, today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. I know nothing about cars, but Rock Auto has a super easy to navigate website. If I can find the part that I need for a very, very affordable price, you can too. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Or, uh, and right, Locked on Auburn in there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Also, today's show brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Head over to betonline.ag on your uh, smartphone or your computer, and when you make your first deposit after making a free account, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Brad, the other thing about this offense that I think is interesting, and I guess it was uh, it was Shedrick Jackson that we were listening to, his presser's up. And uh, he talked about like the, the passing patterns, like there's so much more to study and there's so much more to learn and there's so much more like information to retain. And it's like, wow, yeah, they're actually like, studying a, a passing offense now, which is great. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement in that. Yeah, as well, there should be. I saw Shedrick today. Uh, by the way, we went over and recorded the players saying their names and hometowns and high schools for the starting lineup feature that we do on the on the broadcast. Shedrick has been on the Brian Harson arm workout circuit. Oh, that yeah? That guy has some cannons, man. All right. so He's got the genes for it. Well, he does. You're you're absolutely right about that. He could throw it a country mile, I bet, if they wanted to do any tricky stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's not real. But nobody freak out that I said that. He's he's not going to do anything like that. <laughs> um, no, I like the sophistication of the offense, and I think that goes back into what do you expect from Bo Nix this year? I think he's going to have better secondary, better third route options, and when things break down, I, I, I think that gives him a little more to to look at, and and you know a section of the field maybe that wasn't open 
when things break down and he needs a check down or he needs a third or fourth option even will be there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good for later in the game too, with tendencies and defenses trying to catch on and, and start to predict what you're doing. Some of that falls by the wayside with, with a more sophisticated passing game. Right. Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see some of these comments about like there, it seems like they're working so much harder. They being the players, it seems like they're being pushed more, both physically and mentally, maybe emotionally as well, than what we've seen in the past. And I'm I'm not, you know, trying to, to pump up the whole culture, culture, culture thing, because I've done that enough. But man, just as far as like general expectations for like what this coaching staff wants the the players and the team to do and to be prepared and things like that, it just seems so much different than the way it used to be. Yeah. And And again, to go back to what we talked about earlier, it's not that the last coaching staff built a poor culture. It's not like things were falling apart, but sometimes it's okay to challenge guys a little more. Guys that are that age, guys that have aspirations of doing really elite things, and not just in football, but in life. Here's the thing. Life's hard. Life demands a lot from you. And that's okay if you're the type of person who wants to go on and and do big things again whether it's athletics or whether it's otherwise so to have much demanded from you at that age you take i've, I've seen these guys schedules it starts at 6 30 in the morning and ends at 10 30 at night and i mean it's a lot here yeah. before before classes start now you got the whole class and, and uh, school dynamics starting in another week or so and that's okay it's okay because if you can learn to to be equal to the task, if you can learn to meet those demands, that's you know you, you've got a foundation to do even more than has been done before. And I think that's what everybody associated with the program kind of wants, right? The the other program it wasn't crash and burn with the previous coaching staff. People just wanted a little more. So mm-hmm. to get a little more, you got to demand a little more, right? Brad, as far as you guys getting ready for the radio broadcast, how can folks kind of gear up and get prepared to be able to hear you guys this fall? Uh, You can follow uh, at AU Sports Network on Twitter. We will start uh, putting out a little more content there as we get closer to the the start of the season. Uh, If you go to auburntigers.com and um, find the Auburn Sports Network section there, um, it'll, it'll give you the, the affiliate list for your area. And if you're outside the state of Alabama and some affiliates that we have in some other states, it'll give you those online listening options as well. We encourage people to download the Auburn Tigers app because you can hear us there wherever you may be on game day. Brad, what's the farthest affiliate away from Auburn? Uh, Conway, Arkansas. Conway, Arkansas. Why is that a thing? Um, why do they air the Auburn games? (laughs) Here's the th- it started when Tim Horton uh, was on Coach Malzahn's staff as a running backs coach. They came on because he's from Conway. Okay. And so what happened, though, I called him after he left, and I said, all right, well, appreciate you guys being on. You probably don't want to be on anymore. They said, no, we like it. The interest is still there, and you guys do a good job, so we're going to keep on airing the games. They do football, basketball, baseball, Tiger Tiger. They do it all. How about Conway, that? Arkansas. Shout out Conway. Dang. All right. Brad, thanks for hanging, man. A lot of fun, Zach. This has been Locked On Auburn. The 
NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.